Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 31 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Tai, welcoming you here with me today, and I also have with me Derek. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yay, we're so glad to have you back, Derek. You were gone, I don't know, the last week or two. I, I think guess. it's been like four or five episodes now. I mean, you had all those oh, great guests. And... Well, yeah, that's true. I had Jimmy and uh, Christine on, but I was thinking that you were in the f- one of them that I did in January. Maybe not. I don't think so. I think uh, I think you. This is my 2018 debut. No, really. <laughs> it's like the the guy that comes back in the series. You're like, where has he been? <laughs> you're like, did they kill him off? <laughs> or it's like he had another acting job, and they were like, they had to write him out of the script for a while. Right, right, right. Well, that's kind of you. Kind of did have another job, I guess, right? Yeah, a few you, of them. You kind of wrote me out of the script for a few weeks. But <laughs> it was strategic. Not by chance. I mean, not by choice. I I um, definitely like having you in here a lot better than when I do it on my own. Yeah. Well, I guess last night we got to watch the Super Bowl. That was pretty exciting. So yeah, all that, those fans out there. Yeah. yeah, super exciting. So if you're an Eagles fan right now, you're super excited. If you're a Patriots fan, you're probably still crying into your big giant pillow, yes. your big giant tears. Yes. <laughs> so. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at any Patriots fans. I am not laughing at you. Yes. But it was an exciting game. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So uh, I'm, I'm uh, excited to see who won and how they won in the interviews at the end. So it was a pretty cool game. So yeah, we probably should have said spoiler alert before we started talking about it. I mean, I assume everybody has already watched the Super yes. Bowl, but there are. I mean, how many times have you recorded like a really good game? Like we're big OSU fans, and you record an Ohio State game, and then we like literally will go out of town and think, no way is anybody going to talk about the game. We'll get to watch it when we get back into town. And inevitably, somebody will say, they'll find out we're from Ohio and be like, oh, did you watch that game? That was awesome. OSU just killed them. You're like, no. Yeah, I I, I, I used to want to have a t-shirt that said I'm recording the game. Don't tell me the score. Yes, please. Well, remember, we used to talk about that back when uh, DVR, well, when it was out. only called TiVo, that was your only option of a DVR. And we used to say people just don't know what it is. Like they just don't, it was so new that yeah. people just didn't even have a concept that they, you know, they would just tell you the game, like play, play by play. And you're like, no, no, I'm recording it. I want to watch it. Well, I remember too, because, uh, you know, part of my active lifestyle is I like to be out on Saturdays and Sundays. Cause mm-hmm. that's, you know, the day when you don't have to work and you like, Hey, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go play Frisbee. I'm going to play with the kids outside. But that's always the time in the fall when the weather's great that all the games run. And if you're a big football fan like I am, it's like you had to always make that choice. Like, I'm either going to be inside watching games on the beautiful day or I'm going to be outside missing the games. So finally you had that compromise when you could start recording them. Mm-hmm. And I could come in at, later at night when it got dark and I would buzz through all the games on fast forward. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of my keto lifestyle there. <laughs> that's true. That is part of it. So, um, yeah, so this is episode 31. 
And today we are going to talk about um, a couple of things. Actually, one I'm going to talk about is not actually a listener question, but it has to do with uh, a question that came up this week with somebody I bumped into in a social thing that we were doing. And then uh, the second part of the episode, we are going to talk about a listener question. So today we're going to talk about uh, specifically two things is cholesterol and the ketogenic lifestyle and uh, all those people that say to you, oh, you eat high fat, does that mean you have high cholesterol? <laughs> like, like, it's the dum 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 <laughs> conversation. And then the other thing we're going to talk about is uh, bad breath on keto, yeah. like other otherwise known as the keto keto breath. Mm, interesting. I want to hear the solution to that one. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's what we're going to talk about on this episode. But before we get into the episode, is there anything else that you would like to tell us about, Derek, or the listeners? Or actually, is there anything you'd like to tell me about? Because we haven't really got to talk a whole lot well, I'd say <laughs> lately. So maybe we should just catch up. Well, I'll tell you the reason I've been gone the last few weeks. So I've been working for almost two years on opening up a, a brand new real estate office. Mm-hmm. And we were officially open. We opened our doors to the public, per se, in our new brand new space on January 8th. Yay! Yay. So, Keller uh, Williams, yes. Seven Hills. So we have our own uh, Keller Williams office with a group of a few other investors. It feels really good to be owners of such an amazing uh, company. Investors, yes. Investor, we, I should say. Investors. Owner investors, yes. 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 So it's pretty, of an office. It's a pretty yes. exciting. Uh, so we got that. We still own our, our real estate team, which is great. But we're also investors in this new office with a few other uh, partners. And I can just tell you right now, it's... A huge amount of effort, time, and now we have sixty agents as part of our Which group. Which is amazing. So it's because it, we literally good. just opened the doors. Yeah, so it's just it feels amazing, and I'm exhausted uh, between yeah. that and working on our two rental properties, and the five kids and our normal businesses. It's uh, I'd say we're a little fatigued in, yes. in a way. So I know yep. I'm optimistic for this year. Everything's going to be great. There are seasons in our life when we need to just buckle down and work hard. This is definitely one of those seasons. We're in one of those seasons yes. right now. It's been a long season. Uh, I think we're getting <laughs> to the edge here of seeing some spring and summer is going to be a lot of fun for our family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things we've been investing in, both the, the vacation type rental properties and our businesses that are going to start potentially having some residual income coming, it's going to help us uh, have some more lifestyle freedom. Yes. And your office, uh, your real estate office, um, that you are an investor in is amazing. And it is full of some of the most amazing, uh, agents in the city for sure. But, uh, one of the cool things that you're not mentioning that I wanted to mention was, uh, tell people about the triple crown award that you guys just got. That's yeah, what they call so, it, right? Yeah. So it's a pretty big deal. So our real estate company is Keller Williams International and they're uh, first time ever got the most number of agents worldwide, mm-hmm. most number of listing side transactions and biggest volume all in the same year. So mm-hmm. it is now officially the number one real estate company in the world. So That's amazing. Now, isn't there a statistic with that, that that's like the only time, this is the first time that's been done or something yeah, like that? I, I think there may have been times when companies have had two out of the three. Mm-hmm. But we've also, I think the most exciting one that doesn't get grouped into that award is we were also named this year 
the happiest place to work. Yes, I love that one. Was that Forbes I, magazine? I think it was Forbes magazine, yes. Yeah, so I remember when that statistic happiest came out. workplace. We beat yes. Disney, we beat uh, Yes, which, which people may be familiar with that Disney and Google have both won that award in the past. And Keller Williams International won that this year. When you think year. about all the That's great huge. companies, Chick-fil-A, Southwest Airlines, mm-hmm. um, Apple, com- Apple I love computers. Southwest. They're so fun. Every time we're on, the, <laughs> on a flight. When you think of all the amazing companies out there, and yeah. the fact that we're number one in the world, that is pretty amazing. So I, I think that's even better than all the... The volume numbers. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm prouder of that. Yes, I think that's very exciting. That's that's very fun. So I love that. That's great. And uh, my listeners may know if they follow me on Instagram, um, I have been putting some exciting posts here and there about our second vacation uh, property that we have here and that we have in Loveland in Cincinnati, Ohio, a suburb of Cincinnati. But um, I've been putting a few pictures here and there because it's just really fun. It's an exciting thing for us right now. And so I, uh, you know, put some some pictures of most recently the kitchen, I think yeah. I did um, of our kitchen remodel. So that's exciting because we just got countertops in. Now the backsplash was supposed to be started today, which is super cool. I cannot wait to go see that tomorrow. Uh, we're doing a, like an antique brick exposed brick black backsplash so that should be pretty awesome in that kitchen so looking forward to all that stuff so it would just it's rolling along so we'll see how it goes and um we'll be certain to let you guys know when it's out there and when we've got the website up and running you can go view our other property which is uh www.theties or i'm sorry ties t-y-e-s riversideretreat.com and uh, just for fun, I'm really not trying to do a sales pitch at anybody. It's just there. It's just beautiful. I love it so much. And actually, I, I think I posted. I did post today. Um, I was out there cleaning that property, getting it set for a new client. And I know I need to hire the job out, but I'm a little bit of a control freak, and especially. No. <laughs> Especially when it comes to these properties, because they're like my babies. I mean, I love these properties. Well, people always compliment you on how welcome and warm they feel. I mean, there's like all the little cutesy touches, all the fluffing of the pillows, the karate chops, everything (laughs) has to be done. Well, and that is, honestly, though, I feel like that's like like a gift like god has gifted me with hospitality because i really enjoy it i love it and i may not do everything perfect but i really want i want to host people i want to serve people and so when i set you know i call it setting those houses when i set it for the next guest to come in. I know who's coming. I know how many people are coming. I know, you know, I read any, I read into anything that they put in the little note that they send us. So if they are there for a special event or if they're there meeting somebody or, you know, whatever the deal is, I usually am trying to just make sure that that I'm really thinking about those things and I think about those people when I'm setting the house. So it's really, it truly is, a labor of love to me like I go out there I clean the house I'm happy to do it like I don't like cleaning this house <laughs> it is weird because like the things is. that we're buying for the house and we're furnishing two homes it's like I'm 
it's easier for me to spend money, as you know, on a couch for that property. Oh, and I know. And let the one that we've got. Oh in our my house goodness! Is so like old. the how the couch in my and the sofa that is in our family room here, just for all you listeners out there, and my my girlfriends, any of them listening to this right now, are going to be like, "Yep, she's right." I have been asking for a new sofa for this house for like five years or more and because ours is destroyed I mean it is it's really pretty pathetic it's embarrassing and but but I have to I do understand what you're saying and I do agree with you like I was so excited to to purchase things for this cabin that we're now furnishing that I'm just like well that's all right I'll just let that sofa go a little bit longer like I'm pouring my heart and soul and love and money and time into these properties like I love it and I think there's an element of like I mean, yes, it's a business for us, but it's also just knowing that people are going to come and stay in these homes that we've created and we've, you know, and they're going to enjoy them. And it means so much to me. Like, I just love it. So today I was cleaning. And so the kids were off school today because we had um, President Trump was visiting a corporation here in our town. We live in Montgomery and um, he was visiting a, a, a corporation in Blue Ash, which is basically Montgomery Blue Ash, same area. And they were shutting down a bunch of roads and our the high school for our, for our school uh, system is on the road. Like, uh, you know, you could throw a rock and hit the building from the high school that the president was gonna be at. So they knew that that road was gonna be closed. They just didn't know during what hours and how long. So they ended up shutting down the entire school district today because they didn't know if they'd be able to get bus service to everybody. So the so anyway, the funny part of all of that is, so I had plans to be out at that house today, getting that house all set. And, you know, it's almost, it's cathartic for me. I enjoy going out there and doing it. I listen to podcasts or I crank up the music and I do all the, uh, the, the cleaning. And instead, I had all these little people home today. So uh, the older boys stayed home, but uh, Parker wanted to go with me. The two little girls wanted to go. So that was quite interesting, trying to do all that. But anyway, the post, the pictures I posted, I had taken a picture that I was going to send to you today of me cleaning out there. So you could see that I was out there cleaning. as kind of a funny little thing. And then while I was cleaning, Parker got my phone and was what I call sniping me while I was cleaning. He took about 50 pictures, oh I gosh. think, of like all these just... He just thought it was funny following me around. And I had no idea I was taking the pictures. And then um, so I went through my phone. I'm like... Oh my gosh, <laughs> most of them were not worthy to be put on Instagram. <laughs> they were quite um, unflattering and embarrassing. But I did put a couple on because I thought, you know what, this is kind of fun. And I just want people to see that I am out there, like I love doing this. And this really is part of my keto lifestyle, right? I'm out there, I'm active, I'm doing this, pouring my heart and soul into these properties. And Well, I think the, the thing about it is, I mean, I think about our lifestyle and you have the show called A Keto Lifestyle. I mean, we are active from 6 a.m. till right. you know, 11 p.m. And we don't do it in like a uh, misery kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's like we just have so many projects and we enjoy doing these things. Right. I mean, there's sometimes when you feel fatigued or tired. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, though, I feel positive about it's all things that we're, are moving our family forward. Yes. And I think that's kind of the attitude you got to take about life in general. It's like you're taking that step towards something you know yeah. if you just keep making laps and circles or you're just sitting on the couch all the time I, I don't know i just can't imagine that life well you have a goal and you need to 
to uh, walk in faith toward those goals. You need to take the first steps and make those things happen. And so. we've taken some leaps of faith without knowing if they're going to succeed or not. Yes. Oh. And we've, we've fallen we, yeah, we've, many times. times. Well, somebody was just asking me today about my uh, racing ramp system that I oh, yeah. was getting that patent for a few years ago. It's one of my crazy business ideas. And, you know, I had to explain for five minutes why that business is now defunct. And it was just one of these crazy ideas I had with right. one of my sons to build this thing but long story short it was a great learning lesson I spent a lot of quality time with my son and I have a very expensive toy in my basement now. <laughs> actually it's no longer in your basement well I, I guess it is technically your basement but it is now in the, in vacation, the uh, yeah. vacation it's in a vacation property basement yeah, so other people are going to get to enjoy <laughs> other people will my enjoy prototype it. That's yes, right. <laughs> which is a whole other story alright well let's get on with this episode because people are probably thinking oh my gosh okay enough already although typically when you're on here we do talk for like the first 10 to 15 minutes so we're right on cue <laughs> so, okay, well, so let me talk about the first thing we're going to talk about, which is cholesterol. So how this came about was we were at our typical Thursday wine tasting this past week, which pretty much anybody that listens to this podcast knows that that's what we do a lot, very often on Thursdays. And we struck up a conversation with another regular taster that we had never introduced ourselves to before, but we'd seen him there a few times. He had seen us. He was super friendly, gentlemen. So we enjoyed talking to him and sharing a bit about our, our common faith in G, as Jesus followers and just um, some different interests that we had. So I thought that was it was a really good conversation. He had a fascinating story about his adult son and some of the things that he was working on in the neurology field and how he is uh, really shining a light on how belief in a creator and creation can fit very well into the scientific study and understanding of the complexities of our created human bodies. Because, I mean, when you start learning all these things about our physiology and our anatomy, it is really difficult to still think that we just somehow came to be. Like, it's, I mean, to me it is anyway. Like, if I didn't believe in a creator before, I certainly would have a very hard time not believing in a creator after learning all that stuff. Because you just, the intricacies of our body and how it works, you're just like, okay, there's no way that this stuff just fell together. Like, I couldn't make any very, you know, much lesser machine just fall together, let alone our bodies. They're just amazing. But anyway, so it was a very encouraging conversation. Very, very cool. I mean, I know you talked to him too, Derek, and he was pretty interesting man, right? Yep. So, but what it did, it brought us to the topic of what I do for a living, because you know, when you're talking to somebody, you kind of always get in, oh, okay, so what do you do? What do you do? And you know, you get into that. So, it brought us to that, and the discussion led to the ketogenic diet. So he was very interested in exactly what that was. So I described it as it is a low-carb, high-fat, moderate-protein way of eating. And what came next was not surprising, as I kind of alluded to a few minutes ago. Um, and for the record, he did not say this in a malicious or judgmental way, but he did ask, don't you worry about high cholesterol when you eat that way? I thought, well, there it is. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> There's so many conversations I don't even get into when people are talking about health and wellness and diet because I just know where it's going to go. It's it's like you kind of Pandora's box can open. Yes. So all I did yeah. was say, honey, let me go get you another glass. And I walked away for yes. about five minutes. Right? He did. He said, let me go refill your glass because we were uh, we had finished that tasting and we're on to the next one. And he knew, oh, man, this is going to take a minute. 
So anyway, um, it was interesting. But I would have, I definitely would have been more surprised if he had not asked about it. So I know that it's really the most common concern that that we that I get, and probably any of you guys get if you're ketogenic um, with your families, your friends. It's probably the first thing that they warn you about, that they ask you about, just that type of thing. So. Anyway, the other one I think is probably don't you worry about gaining weight. So for those of you that know me and see that that's not what has happened over the last year that I've been ketogenic, it's actually quite the opposite. But for those that don't know me um, or have to, you know, don't have a reference point, I get it. But people, um, I feel like people most often that ask that question are probably women. We've just been so conditioned over our lives to believe that we have to eat less food, less fat, less calories, less is is less, less, less in order to lose weight and maintain a healthy weight. So the thought of upping any of those things is sometimes actually quite terrifying. So I get that. But anyway, back to my conversation at the wine shop. So I did explain a little bit about cholesterol and the real dietary pitfalls that you have to watch out for in regards to cholesterol and pretty much every other ailment in our health. But I told him that it wasn't, that I was not the cholesterol expert, that he should read two books, which are pretty much the two books that I always recommend that people read when they have this question. And that's Jimmy Moore's book, Cholesterol Clarity, What the HDL is Wrong with My Numbers, and Nina Teicholt's book, The Big Fat Surprise, (laughs) which actually I thought interesting, interestingly, when I started my NTP training, um, through the Nutritional Therapy Association, uh, Nina Teichel's book, The Big Fat Surprise, is actually on our required reading list. That's we, cool. Yeah, we have to do a book report on that. And, and I had already read that book, but I did go back and reread it. Kind of, I didn't read every word of it again, but uh, went back through it again. And I've actually listened to that book on Audible as well. So it is, if, for anybody that has not read that book, I mean, I think everybody should read that. I, Regardless of whether you are keto, whether you buy into keto, it doesn't matter. Just amazing book. Um, you will learn some really amazing facts and uh, figures through that book. She doesn't necessarily push keto. She just pushes fat, like, right? Well, she just pushes, I mean, yeah, she does. Yeah, she's not really pushing keto, but she's definitely helping people to understand why fat em- is not the enemy. Embrace fat versus. Yes, right. and to understand where it came to be that it was so villainized so in our it's society. It's a history lesson. It's and- a history lesson and helps you to understand dietary. Um, just helps you understand macros in general. Like when people say, you know, why do you eat protein? Why do you eat fat? Why do you eat carbohydrates? And why should you monitor any level of any of those things? It's a really good lesson in that. Like even just tonight, Max, uh, who's 14, he's starting to work out on his own. He's kind of sees us as a fit family Mm -hmm. and his Mm -hmm. brother, big brother's a fit kid. And he's like, okay, I want to be a part of this now too. And so he got done working out and he, we have a gym at home that's, you know, like our little ghetto uh, jail gym. <laughs> yeah, just all it's, thrown together. it's ghetto. <laughs> and so he goes through and he's like, okay, Dad, I want a protein shake. And it's like, all we have is these keto shakes. We mm-hmm. don't even have protein shakes anymore. So I made him one and I tried to beef it up a little bit with protein. I even threw an extra raw egg in there. But he's like, Dad, I need high protein, not high fat. So I'm like, okay, you need to talk to your mom. <laughs> it's like, I can't defend this very well. But you know what? I love that, though. And you know what he said to me? Just as an encouragement, real quick, as a side note to all you parents out there listening that are just beating your head against the wall with your kids and nutrition, because 
You think you're never going to get ahead of it. Yes. And honestly, we've so been there. And maybe you've got it figured out and you've got the perfect kid and they're following everything you're saying. And if you do, you know, praise God for you because that's awesome. That's a great place to be. But I think most of us struggle with our kids to get them to listen and get them to eat properly. And, you know, it's a struggle day in, day out. Um, for the most part. But he said to me after that, then he goes, mom, in the morning, and I do this every morning for the record, but he wanted to make sure I would be up in the morning doing this, I guess. And he goes, mom, in the morning, will you make me some eggs and sausage? I'm like, yeah, honey, sure. Because a lot of times, you know, I get up in the morning, I always make them eggs and I make bacon because Parker, Parker, you know, our quote unquote keto kid, you know, that's his, he eats like an entire tray of bacon every morning with his eggs. But um, a lot of times Max will say, uh, I'll say, Max, here's your eggs. And I said, do you want me to make you some sausage? And a lot of times he'll be like, nah, I'm good. And he'll just eat a little bit of eggs and he's done. But so I love that he's thinking, oh, I need the protein, mom. I need that. Yeah. But the whole thing is, I think, like you said, it's like you, people, people like, don't listen to what you say. They watch what you do. Yes. So, and you have to be consistent over time. Like if mm-hmm. we just tried this keto thing for a few months and then we dropped it, that's a whole different thing. And it's like, this is like a lifestyle. You know, this is every day. Yes. In and out. You know, we have our days here and there where, you know, it's not perfect, but whatever. Right. But they see that and that consistency and then them seeing us healthy, not getting the flu, not getting these bad sicknesses, not, you know, just staying as healthy as we can be and staying energetic and our mind clarity. Over time, that's got to make, you know, every now and then you get like that moment, you're like, you know what, they are watching. Like, mm-hmm. they, they may not like it. They may not embrace it and say, hey, this is my thing. But, you know, in the long term, if you keep doing things the right way, people around you will come around. Right. And I, on the flip side of that, I think you need to be very careful as well because people are watching your kids specifically the whole diet roller coaster thing. Yeah, that's it. It is very dangerous for kids to watch that because you are setting you're setting that up and setting that up for them in the future. I think especially girls because we are just so inundated with what we need to look like and the size we need to be well, and all of those things. Go up and down right. Things. And so then they watch their mom struggle with that and then they're just like, oh, well, I guess this is how it's supposed to be. I'm just going to have to do whatever it takes to lose weight. And that's probably going to be some version of starving myself Slim or, fast. right, it's some, some calorie cutting, you know, um, low fat diet for the bikini season right and then and then that's a horrible way to live and i you know a lot of us i think have gone through that and it's brutal and on a so speaking of the kids watching what you're doing so um so we we believe in colloidal silver and i talked a lot about this in the last episode where i did the immune boosting episode and so my um uh parker he wanted to take some silver so i take it uh Every day, pretty much every day during this cold and flu season, because I know how you know colloidal silver is very it's antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, and so I'm just thinking, you know, I need every every boost I can try to get for my immunity right now. So if I've got any pathogens in there, I'm hoping this colloidal silver will help you know mop that stuff up. So every day I take a tablespoon of colloidal silver, and today I was doing it, and Parker goes, oh, mom, I didn't get mine yet. I need that. I'm like, okay. I said, here's your, here's your silver. And Gabby, our our one, one of our five-year-olds, is um, very opinionated, and she's usually pretty good about, you know, she reminds me every morning I need to give her her vitamins. She needs to take her probiotics. She's very 
good about reminding me about that. And she knows, she says, mom, I need to be healthy. You need to give me my vitamins. So she's really good about that. But then some things she's not real good about and she's very opinionated about when it comes to diet and lifestyle. Um, and silver is one of them. She is not crazy about silver and she kind of kind of bulks at it every now and then yes she and and i talked about that in the in my in the episode too some it's really not an offensive taste i don't think for pretty much anybody but when gabby puts her mind to anything she just decides she doesn't like it or doesn't want to do it then you might as well just forget it and for a long time she took it no problem and then for her it must have just a slightly more metallic taste than some people like to me it's almost nothing i don't notice anything the spray i can definitely okay and yeah and some people just can notice a little more of of yeah. that metallic well i guess she does and so she just decided she didn't want to take it anymore so i'm like okay i'm not going to force her it's just going to be a battle i don't, i'm not even going to fight it so anyway um so i took mine parker took his and he goes mom i just do not want to get um any parker's almost like a hypochondriac though he worries about everything but he said something to the effect of mom i just do not want to get sick and so i just want to make sure i keep taking this and gabby goes well, I don't want to get sick. And, and I said, well, honey, you're not going to get sick. She's like, no, I need to take the silver. I don't want to get sick. And I said, oh, you want to take it today? Yeah, mom. Like, duh. <laughs> so it was really funny. So she took it very, like, she was very excited to take it and almost like mad at me that I wasn't going to give it to her. So anyway, yes, you just have to lead by example. Keep doing what you're doing. So even parents, when you feel like what you're doing is not working, don't give up. So anyway, okay, let me, so let me get back. Okay, so those are the two books that I recommend. So I always feel like if after reading those two books and all the research that's in those books, if you do not understand or believe that saturated fat is not your enemy and cholesterol is not the boogeyman, then there's really nothing else that me or anyone else can do to help you. Pretty much convinced. <laughs> like those books will do it for you or nothing will. So anyway, um, I've talked about this uh, a bit before in episode five. It's all about cholesterol. So if you haven't listened to that one, you know, please feel free to jump back there and listen to cholesterol as I go into a lot of detail and uh, kind of nerd out a little bit in that one. But just a brief rundown. Here are a few things I think we really need to remember that most of us are never told about our from our doctors, okay? And these are kind of some of the things that I talked to this gentleman about. Not, a, not I didn't go into a lot of detail, and I don't remember if I told him all of these things, but um, I thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of reiterate it here. So number one, HDL and LDL are measurements that we are given, right? When we talk about cholesterol, that's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. Good is HDL, bad is LDL. But I think what's really important to understand is that there are really not two types of cholesterol. There's only one. So we only have, there's only one cholesterol. It's not like we literally have bad and good in there. The LDL and the HDL are measured. These are measurements and these are transporters of cholesterol. So because cholesterol is essential in our bodies and for so many functions, so our brain functions, cell building, cell health, hormones, digestive, um, acid production, etc., it has to be transported to all of these different needed sites. So unfortunately, cholesterol cannot travel in our blood on its own because it is not water soluble, which our blood is mainly water. So to solve that problem, we have these transporters. So LDL, which stands for low density lipoprotein or lipoprotein, and HDL, which is high density lipoprotein, those are our two transporters. LDL moves cholesterol to the sites in the body 
that need it. And then the HDL takes the cholesterol that isn't used back to our liver where it's metabolized and can be used later or passed from our bodies. The problem is, the problem comes in when LDL particle sizes go up from being our large fluffy to the small dense. And when our HDL levels are too low. It gets much more complicated than this, but let's just think about um, how I just said that HDL kind of, it takes what's unneeded or unused back to the liver. When our HDL numbers are too low and we don't have enough of those transporters on the job, then we can get a buildup of that unused or unneeded cholesterol. Secondly, the increased production of triglycerides. So triglycerides are how our body stores excess energy. These can directly impact the size of our LDL particles. So let's kind of, let's try to start by understanding what increases our triglycerides. That is the intake of carbohydrates. So remember that body fat and dietary fat is not the same thing. So this is one of the things that I talked about this gentleman with is that it's really unfortunate that we call adipose tissue fat and we call dietary fat fat because they're not the same thing. So body fat is a storage of these excess triglycerides. So those triglycerides are transported through our blood, and when those level levels are too high, it forces our LDL transporters to shrink and become smaller so that everything can move appropriately through our bloodstream. The problem is, is that this causes damage and spillage of the excess cholesterol in our bodies and ultimately is what causes the issues. The most important number when we're looking at cholesterol to look at is the ratio of triglycerides to your LDL, or your, I'm sorry, your HDL level. So you're going to take your triglycerides and divide them by your HDL. So when you're looking at books like Cholesterol Clarity and Keto Clarity, you ideally want your HDL to be above 70. So this is some of the things that they talk about in those books. Um, Dr. Jimmy, or I'm sorry, Jimmy Moore and Dr. Eric Westman um, have said a to be above 70. So in order to get that number, you're gonna up your saturated fat intake. And you ideally want your triglyceride number under 70. So that would be cutting your carbs will help you get to that. So you can do that, both of those, by eating a ketogenic diet. Sounds Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Yeah, let's do it. Done. <laughs> done and done. Keto takes care of it. So that's pretty easy. Does that all make sense? Yeah, and I think like when you were talking to that guy, he's super nice. And I love it when people, you can tell, are super intelligent. And instead of them immediately defending their position on something, mm -hmm. he's leaning in and asking good questions. Yeah. Because they, I mean, I feel like I'm like this in the world. It's like if somebody brings something to my attention that I need an education about, even if I may disagree later, I'm at least willing to listen and, and let somebody give me their argument. And then I can always kind of be like, hmm, that's interesting. Let me look into that versus like, oh, I'm going to defend my position until whatever. I don't know. I just felt like he was the kind of person you want to get, you have a conversation with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he asked the question and then he's like, and then when I started explaining, he's like, yeah, he's like, that really makes sense. He's like, that really makes sense. And so, but he was really genuinely curious he's a learning you had a learning attitude yeah he was real curious about like okay so tell me about this and he's like so and then he's like so do you eat like this and i said yes and i and then i think even you said yeah she has me like that too or whatever and he goes well 
you guys look pretty healthy. <laughs> so, and young. And yeah, he's like in young. And then I think you said, well, we've been married 20, we just celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. And he goes, there is no way you're old enough to be married 21 years. And, and you know, so it's like, you know, you, people are, people in general, I think, are very interested in health and like him for instance he was you know fruit ripe for the picking right because he was talking about how he had just recently actually gone to his doctor and his doctor had told him he needed to be on a statin because his cholesterol was a little bit high i know i was like oh and we're like no don't do it don't fill the prescription but he he said he's like you know he's like i have to admit that i did fill the prescription and i did take the first uh, bottle. He's like, and then I had to um, uh, get that prescription refill. And he said, and I thought to myself, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to be on this. For the rest I'm of my life. right. He's like, I'm in my fifties. I don't want to be on this the rest of my life. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like, what? and he didn't even look like you know. I mean, this is not an obese man. Yeah, that's. Right. I mean, he healthy, looked right? really healthy, and so he was uh, just saying, you know, listen. He's like, I knew this isn't the, the. What's the root cause? Like, what's causing this? And he said, I'm guessing it's carbohydrates, right? That's what you're going to tell me, and that kind of is what got our our conversation going. But I said, yeah, actually, you you hit the nail on the head. And he's like, I knew it. He's like, I knew it. He's like, because I know that that's what we eat too much of, and that's what I shouldn't be eating. He's like, and that's what makes me feel bad when I eat it. I don't feel good when I eat bread and all these right. things. It's so, yeah. It's like, I, I'm, but I think it's cool that when you have people that are like kind of, they, all they need is what the, that last little key, that last little yes. thing to unlock something. And yeah. it's like, you just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And I think that's really your calling is because yeah. this show and, and talking to all your friends and being on Facebook and Instagram you're an evangelist for a lifestyle to help people. I mean, we recently just had a um, uh, an au- a, a silent auction, and we were able to donate some items uh, from both of our businesses uh, to that silent auction. But you gave away a, a nice package for somebody. Yeah, I just put together like what I called a the ultimate wellness bundle, but it was just a just a, a basket with a bunch of fun things in it, like avocado oil and my favorite brand of coconut oil and um, some keto snacks and things like that. And then I put um, I put some peely nuts. I put peely nuts in there. And it was beautifully arranged. Yeah, a few, few little fun things. And then I just, I added with it a package for a nutritional, um, an introductory uh, nutritional coaching session. Yeah. So uh, that value alone is $150 just to have that, you know, I'm going through the, the entire nutritional uh, assessment with someone and basically willing to give them, you know, let's go through everything and I will give you a plan and you can either choose to continue coaching with me or not. Well, I, what, I guess what I was going with that is you, you, that's your gift. You enjoy doing it. Just I getting it. in front of new people mm-hmm. and um, not trying to sell some like potions, powders, or pills. I always say those are the three big P's. You right. Know? I put that. I even yeah. put that in there. Because I know. I remember that. I, I saw thought, that. yeah, I thought somebody's probably going to be like, okay, what diet is she selling? What multi level marketing company does she work for? You know, what's she going to try to hook me in? And I, so I put on there, listen, I am, this is not a diet. This is I am, education. It, I am not selling any, I am selling you nothing. There is nothing I'm selling you. I am just going to educate you on diet and nutrition. That's it. I mean, like how, how I think it's like teach someone to fish and they'll fish right. for, they'll eat for a lifetime. It's like the same idea. And I've heard you say before is like my job's to 
make myself unemployed. Like, yes. Like, I don't, you, you want to educate somebody to the point where they're like, okay, I'm done now. Right. And that's fine. Read that's the books. That's the goal. Listen to the yes. podcast. Do whatever you got to do. Some people are going to need more, like, intensive care. Right. And they need that, like, one-on-one to get them through a season where they really need yes. the help. And then there's other people that once they kind of get along, they may only need that help once or twice a year yeah. just to kind of stay on track or once a month. I think everybody's different. Right. You know? And then they're like, okay, I'm good now. And and I am just so passionate about when I get new clients and they, you know, they tell me, they share with me their personal stories, their health history. They're telling me, you know, here's what I'm struggling with. This is what I need help with. I love that. I mean, I, so when you, when I get a new client, they, you know, I have them fill out all this paperwork. They, you know, I learn all these things about them. And then is when the real work begins for me, because then I sit down and I work for hours pouring over that paperwork, you know, putting things together like, okay, here's their, here's their food journal. You know, I'm seeing they're, they're struggling with this and, and this, and, and here's some of their past issues that they've had. And here are the goals that they're reaching for. And I really work hard to formulate what I think they should be doing going forward as far as tweaks to their nutrition, any supplements that I think would help them, lifestyle changes that would help them. And it's just, I love doing it. I love it. And I love seeing the results of somebody going, wow, I am really starting to feel good. It's not about weight loss, but that typically comes with it because as soon as you get those things dialed in, your body has a homeostasis, right? It has a set point it wants to be at, and that includes weight. So once you get those things dialed in, generally speaking, it just starts coming off. And people are like, oh my gosh, like not only do I feel good, but I just realized that, you know, I have to go out and buy some new pants because everything's, the, you know, falling off. And so it's, it's, it's empowering for me. I love it. It's fun thing is you tell people is to wait. <laughs> because then they might drop another size. Yes. Like don't don't go rush out and do anything yet. Let's wait. Let's wait on this. You're only a month in. Let's <laughs> give it a little bit of time. That's so, kind of fun, right? It is fun. It's fun. Especially for women who, because I've been that person who just is like trying so hard all the time, it's always about weight. It's always about getting to this size. Well, I'll feel better if I just lose five more pounds or if I can just get to this size. And for the first time in my life, over this last year of being ketogenic myself, it's the first time in my life I've not worried about that. Like I literally don't think about it anymore at all. I am completely comfortable in my skin. I don't worry about that. I don't think about it. I don't obsess about it. I'm not worried about how many calories I'm eating or if I ate too much or not enough or you just, the freedom that comes with that is just amazing. So I want other women and other people in general to have that same freedom just the mental freedom and the health benefits that come along with getting those things dialed in and not being stuck to some kind of potion powder or pill mm-hmm. right because i think anytime you get onto some plan like that yes. eventually you're going to get sick of them you're not right. going to be able to afford it or you don't want it or you don't you hate the taste right. there's going to be some fatigue it's going to set in at some point on one of those areas mm-hmm. i hate drinking these potions i hate taking these pills i hate whatever there's gonna be some point in time but with when you just learn to mix up your food differently yes oh, i'm gonna eat more of this and less of that and that just becomes your new taste buds mm-hmm. that's a whole different mentality right i it's think a that's whole, what i see whole food based that's the way to go guys 
Okay, so um, let's move on to the listener question I have for today. Um, I think this will be interesting for people because I do get this question um, fairly frequently. I've had a few. So this listener question I actually just had come in this past week. But like I said, I get it pretty frequently, so I just decided I would go ahead and just address this one now. So this is from Tosh or Tash. I'm not sure if it's Tosh or Tash. It's T-A-S-H. So anyway, um, and actually, I don't know. I think this is... um, I don't remember. I was assuming this is a a woman, but now that I'm reading this, I'm like, hmm, I'm not really sure if this is a woman. (laughs) It can be. I just had it in my head that that it was, but it might be a man. So anyway, um, let me, I'm sorry. Let me pull this up. Okay. So Tash says, um, Hi, Jessica. Well, she's the subject, loving keto, but I've got terrible breath. Please help. Hi, Jessica. I love your podcast. They are so informative yet easy to understand and apply to yourself. This may be a good listener question as I haven't heard this mentioned at all yet. And you're right. I have not mentioned this. Um, She says, I've been keto since the new year and I love it. It's so easy. Yes, I agree. It's so easy. Wasn't trying to lose weight as I am small anyway, but I've lost nearly four kilograms. So for those of you that are curious, four kilograms is almost nine pounds. So um, that's a lot if you were already small and don't need to lose weight. And I feel amazing. I just want to be healthy for my family, but, and this is a big but, I am reluctantly introducing more carbs and feeling crap now. I think she means feeling crappy as my breath has become pretty bad and it's definitely not my teeth. So for those of you that are wondering, in general, um, one of the things that I have heard that will, and I'm assuming this is why she's doing this or he's doing this, um, that if you are having this keto breath, that you that it is from the ketones that are in your breath, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. And so in order to get rid of that, if you introduce more carbs, then you will get rid of the smell in your breath. But the problem is if you're introducing more carbs to get rid of the smell, you're obviously not in ketosis and that's why the smell's going away because you are no longer producing ketones. So um, anyway, they realized that because they said, um, she says, uh, introducing more carbs, my breath has become pretty bad and it's definitely not my teeth. I've read this is a common and usually short-lived side effect, but it's been three or four weeks. Not great for your relationship either. Do you have any tips other than writing it out to see if it goes away? Okay, so that is a great question, and I think um, there's probably lots of other people dealing with this. Maybe they've put it together with keto, maybe they haven't. So let's start by making sure that we all understand the different forms of ketone bodies so that we can understand what might be causing the smell that most people refer to when they talk about the bad breath or keto breath. So during the process of ketogenesis, which is when ketone bodies are formed, we have the we have uh, different ketone bodies. So we have um, uh, beta-hydroxybutyrate, we have acetone, and we have acetoacetate, okay? So um, the first one is usually the one that is detected, the first one that is that, that 
bre- the breakdown of these fatty acids is what creates these ketone bodies. And the first one that we detect is in the urine. So that's these infamous pee sticks that everybody talks about. And you hear, you know, oh, absolutely do not use them. And you hear, oh yeah, I love them. I use them all the time, whatever. Um, so people, you know, kind of go back and forth on those. So my stance pretty much on these urine sticks, uh, these ketone strips are, when you are first getting into ketosis, they're fine. So first like six to eight weeks, they work pretty good. You can, they're pretty accurate in that. But once you become keto adapted, so after you have any length of time that you've been keto past this first initial six to eight weeks, you're no longer spilling this ketone body in your urine. And so um, your main ketone body then goes from being this um, this acetoacetate to the BHB or the uh, beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is formed from this acetoacetate. So that is the the one that the the bh the bhb is what is in your blood so that's the blood ketone so when you're measuring through these ketone meters these blood ketone meters that's what you're measuring if you're measuring through like a ketonics or another uh breath meter i think there's another one that's out now i'm not familiar with but then you're measuring the acetone so that is the um the simplest, it's the least used ketone body, but it is the one that comes out through your breath. It is also the one, so it's not, it, it's broken down and removed through through breath or urine, but it is the one that gives you the smell that people, some people call it bad breath, some as, uh, Tash or Tosh mentions that it is, um, she says it's become pretty bad. But that's not typically how people describe the keto breath, this this phenomenon. That is typically described as like a overly sweet or sometimes referred to as like a fruity smell. So it can be more or less kind of unpleasant depending on the person's opinion, I guess, but it usually isn't super offensive. So if you've got like really offensive, super stinky breath, then I have some other things that I wanna talk to you guys about and see if maybe any of these might be what's affecting you because if it's really bad, I don't necessarily think it's the ketone body that's causing this. So I've got a little list. So number one I came up with is protein. Okay, so too much protein. So protein, too much protein definitely can cause bad breath. And often when people move to a ketogenic diet, especially women, we can take in too much protein to compensate for the carbs that we're no longer taking in. And it's really easy for women to overdo the protein. So uh, assuming that Tosh is a woman, I was thinking it might be pretty easy to assume that she might be taking in too much. So I typically recommend that my clients stay under a 70 to 80 grams of protein a day. And this depends on their activity level, you know, where their health is, their hormones. I mean, there's a bunch of things that feed into this, but let's just say average health, just generally speaking, 70, 80 grams of protein. So good rule of thumb in general is about 20 to 25 grams of protein per meal. That's about all our bodies can handle at a given time. 
anything more than that we cannot store and we cannot use so then our body through the process of gluconeogenesis which if you've listened to this podcast you've heard us talk about if you listen to pretty much any ketogenic podcast you'll hear them talk about um, that will turn those uh, protein grams that we are unable to use into glucose which raises insulin and then will be stored as fat so we don't want any of that So anyway, I often see women eating 90 plus grams of protein a day, and that really is just way too much for us. So the breakdown of all that protein in the body can lead to excess ammonia, which can lead to your breath and or urine smelling very strong. So if you get that really strong urine, really yellow, um, strong smell, and it can lead to bad breath. Another way protein can be the culprit is that more than any other macronutrient that we take in, protein has an impact on the bacteria in our mouth. So it uh, really makes us produce more of the VSCs or the volatile sulfur compounds, and that can lead to the bad smell in our mouth and in our breath. So that would be one uh possibility. The second possibility would be dehydration. So often we think when we are ketogenic, we just don't eat that often. And sometimes that means we aren't taking in as much fluids in general. So I know that for me, I'm often intermittent fasting most days and I fast the early part of the day. So sometimes I don't eat until the early afternoon and I'll notice that my breath starts to get bad. And even I start to get um, dry mouth, that very dry mouth feeling. And I realized that usually that's because I have just not been drinking enough water because in the absence of eating, sometimes I just forget to be drinking as well. I might be busy or I'm just not thinking about it. So when you're not eating and you're not drinking, your saliva production will decrease and this allows bacteria production to ramp up. It also happens while we're sleeping, which is the culprit behind the dreaded morning breath. So the, our saliva helps keep the bacteria production down and that keeps the smell down. And so if we're not eating, not drinking, our saliva production comes down. If we're sleeping, it comes down. So there you go, bad breath. So that could be another one. So I would definitely say make sure that you're staying very hydrated. Sounds good. Um, Number three would be poor digestion. So this can also be a culprit for bad breath across the board for anybody, regardless of being ketogenic or not. But it's often sometimes that is very illuminated once we start a ketogenic lifestyle. This is because digesting carbohydrates is easier and it involves different enzymatic processes than digesting fats and proteins. So once we begin digesting these fats and proteins in higher quantities, we can definitely start to find that our digestive systems are not up to par. Um, This is definitely something that I work with first and foremost with my clients is getting the digestion right, uh, right off the bat. And often, um, especially if somebody's wanting to go uh, ketogenic, if they're very interested in in the keto lifestyle, the keto way of eating, then we definitely are going to be attacking that digestion um, big time right up front because most people's digestion is just not great. So um, protein specifically can sit in our stomachs and ferment, causing a lot of digestive issues like GERD, acid reflux, indigestion, etc. So all of these things can lend themselves to bad breath. So a ketogenic diet may also highlight a gut dysbiosis as we potentially have some of the bad guys dying off as we're cutting off their food source, like candida, for instance, they need carbs for fuel. So if we have excess candida and we're no longer feeding them the carbs that they need, they can start dying 
layoff, which leaves a lot of um, uh, toxins and a lot of uh, byproducts from that in our systems, and then that can cause bad breath. Um, another one, the last one that I came up with for this is a toxic body can cause bad breath. So the main detoxification organs that we think of when we think of detoxing are kidneys, liver, skin, lungs, and colon. So these organs can become backed up and sluggish due to the amount of toxicity that we may be dealing with. So this backup can show up as bad breath as our body really just builds up too much toxicity for these organs to handle. So it's really important to think about the cleaning products that we're using in our homes, our cosmetics and personal care items. So I talk a lot about this kind of thing in episodes eight and nine of the ketogenic lifestyle uh, or the keto lifestyle, I should say. So also the foods that we're eating, you know, are you eating commercially raised products? Are you eating, um, you know, uh, commercially farmed veggies? Are you doing organic, pasture-raised, grass-fed, that type of thing? It's also important that we remember that toxins are kept in our fat stores on our body. So I know she said that she wasn't looking to lose weight, but she's lost quite a bit of weight. I think she said she's only been doing this three to four weeks and she's already lost almost nine pounds. So we need to remember that our toxins are stored in our body. So when we're starting this keto lifestyle and we're losing weight, we're mobilizing all of those toxins back into our bodies and our bloodstream. So that can be really taxing to our detox organs while that's happening. And that could certainly lend itself to bad breath. All right. So I don't want to tell you guys all that without giving you any fixes. Do you want to hear some fixes? Let's go for it. (laughs) All right. Don't sound so enthusiastic. (laughs) Well, I, I want to hear these. If I've got bad breath, I want to know about it. So I thought I was just supposed to chew gum. No, chewing gum will not fix the problem. See, we talk about the underlying issues here, Derek, and that's not going to help you. Plus, it's going to be a nice, healthy dose of sugar. What about scope? Uh, nope, that won't help either. And oh my goodness, don't even go there. That you're going to destroy all those, all that good bacteria in your mouth that needs to be there. What about Listerine? Nope, not that either. <laughs> what about a shot of tequila? Um... Well, I guess if you really want one, <laughs> I would rather you do that than Listerine and Scope. <laughs> okay, so um, how can we fix these issues? Okay, so here we've got, I've got some solutions for you. Well, I've got some ideas for you. So you could try some of these, Tosh, and if um, and anybody else listening that, that has these same issues. Okay, so if it's simply the um, acetone burnoff from ketone production, then we there's really not much more that we can do than wait it out. Like she said, um, she's heard that just waiting it out like this uh, time period. And when I talked about before, I said you can, you're going to get these, um, these urine strips are going to give you a readout probably for six to eight weeks or so. Um, some people can get more, some people don't get as long out of those strips, um, getting any kind of ketone readings, but, um, six to eight weeks is really, I mean, you're going to start producing ketones really quickly. I mean, within like probably 72 hours or start producing ketones, you can become keto adapted or, or, pretty early stages of keto adaption in three to four weeks. But I really like to see people push it to the six to eight week mark before they're going to start thinking that their um, body is fully, uh, you know, really doing this. You've got all the enzymatic processes in line that you need to be able to uh, be 
efficiently running on ketones. So because of that, I would say, yes, waiting it out three to four weeks, in my opinion, is not long enough. You probably need to give it, I know it's uncomfortable, it's not fun to have bad breath, but if that is simply what's causing it, I think if you wait out the six to eight weeks, you're potentially gonna see that acetone um, kind of start to diminish as you're basically having, your body is gonna get used to producing the amount that it needs to use for fuel. So um, the long, so if you wait a little bit longer, you're gonna start seeing a little bit less of that excess acetone being kind of um, spilled out in the breath. Um, one way that I let clients know to help speed up the process of keto adaptation is to up your fat intake. So taking in more fat, it will help you become fat adapted. It will just help you speed up the process and get through some of the um, unpleasant side effects that happen in the beginning. Um, another suggestion would be cutting back on your protein consumption. So if um, it could be that the maybe you're having too much protein. So this might mean that you're going to need to track your macros to be sure you're not taking in too much. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there against the tracking, and there's a lot of people out there that are totally for the tracking. Um, I really don't fall in any one camp except that when you're starting the ketogenic diet, I think that it is a good idea to perhaps track your macros so that you can see what 20 grams of protein, protein actually is versus just guessing, oh, I think this is about the right amount. So that might help you. Um, another tip would be making sure that you're drinking plenty of water. So I would suggest you start your day off with a glass of lemon water, uh, just some water with some fresh squeezed lemon or some essential, a drop or two of, a, of lemon essential oil, um, maybe a cup of hot water with lemon and or a six to eight ounce glass of water with a teaspoon of bentonite clay added to it. If bad breath is the cause is being caused by bad bacteria in your gut, then this can really help eradicate the issue. And I talked about the use of bentonite clay internally in episode number 30. That was last week's episode. So if you wanna get more information on that, you can go back and re-listen to that one. Bentonite clay is awesome. Okay, another one you could do is oil pulling. So this is done with coconut oil. You can also do it with bentonite clay. It's not called oil pulling then, it's just called mouth rinsing, <laughs> basically. But with bentonite clay, you would just take a little bit of water, put about a teaspoon, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, a teaspoon, about a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of bentonite clay in the uh, a little bit of water and I mean just a little bit as much as you can put in your mouth to swish around and then you just put that in there and basically use it like Derek you were saying scope or Listerine you're basically going to use it like a mouthwash sounds easy yep you just rinse it all around that's going to help literally it's going to work like a sponge and so any um Anything that, that any pathogens or bacteria that's in your mouth, it's just going to suck those up and then you'll spit those out um, when you're done doing the rinse. Now with an oil pull, you're going to take about, I usually just take like a tablespoon of coconut oil. You're going to swish that around in your mouth pretty vigorously for as long as you can really, um, up to 15 or 20 minutes if you can get there. But if you can just do five, 10 minutes, something like that, that's fine. It'll help. 
Coconut oil is antimicrobial, so it will definitely help you to eliminate what could be possible bacterial culprits in your mouth that are causing that. And then you need to spit it out. Yes, you need to spit it out. Yes. Thank you for reminding me because I didn't say that in the first, I think maybe the first or second episode we talked about oil pulling. Um, but yeah, and don't spit it down your drain because though that can um, harden in your drain if you do that very often. And sometimes I forget and I'll do it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just spit it in my drain again. Um, so spit that in a trash can if you can uh, if you think about that okay so another one would be work on your digestion so we talked about um, digestion having poor digestion can uh, lead to bad breath so a couple of suggestions take deep breaths before eating so you sit down to your meal take a, two three four good deep breaths um, say a prayer you know that type of thing you're just going to prepare your body to eat chew slowly chew very well don't drink a lot of water while you're eating. So these are all things for your parasympathetic nervous system. Well, not drinking a lot of water actually is not. That is so that you're not diluting the hydrochloric acid in your stomach, which your hydrochloric acid is what you need to be able to break down that protein so that it doesn't get stored in your stomach there undigested and fermenting. Um, if you have gas or bloating directly after eating, try to take some digestive enzymes when you eat any kind of protein or fat. That'll help with that. If you frequently get heartburn or acid reflux symptoms, then maybe try some uh, betaine HCL supplementation. And getting probiotics in can be very helpful with digestion as well. So you can do this through eating fermented foods daily. Really, you don't need a lot. You just eat a eat even just a couple of tablespoons of fermented foods with uh, one to two meals a day is good. And then you can also take a good quality probiotic if you would prefer to do it that way. And the last suggestion that I have for this would be that um, they're the toxins we talked about. So there are things that you can do to move toxins out of our body if that could potentially be causing the bad breath. So taking binders like bentonite clay, again, we talked about that is a binder, activated charcoal pills, um, chlorella, um, those are all good binders. Um, what binders do is they bind to these bacteria, pathogens, anything that's in our system like that, that is not good for us. And they bind to them and they uh, see them out. So it's like when the queen tells her guards to get somebody and, and get them out take them to the dungeon that's what they do that's <laughs> so, interesting so they grab them and they see them out um okay and then some other things you could do infrared sauna therapy i talk about this a lot that is super good for helping your body to be able to detox that get rid of the toxins through sweating um colonics coffee enemas um, I've talked a little bit about coffee enemas on here. Dry brushing. Remember the lymph system. We talked about that uh, last episode and how the lymph system, um, how, how it helps to usher those uh, toxins and bacteria out of our system and works very closely with our, um, with our immune system. Let's see, uh, walking is good for that. That also gets our lymph system moving. Um, any kind of exercise moves our lymph. Uh, yoga is great. Grounding, we've talked about grounding or earthing on here before. Meditation, oil pulling, which we just talked about. Um, for your mouth bacteria, believe it or not, oil pulling can also help just to eliminate toxins in your body. And make sure to drink lots and lots of water because we talked about the kidneys are one of our major 
major detox organs. And um, in order to be able to detox and move those things out, we need to have lots of water. And it also helps, especially if we're getting in an infrared sauna or we're trying to do some exercise to help move out the toxins, we need to be well hydrated so that we're able to move those out in our sweat. It's also important to make sure that you are eliminating regularly through bowel movements. So one to three times a day is ideal. If you are not going one to three times a day, then there are a few things that you can do. A um, couple of easy ones are you can take magnesium citrate specifically, and that will help you to um, go to the bathroom. Uh, coffee enemas are really, really good at helping not only you to eliminate your bowel, some of your, well, it helps the, um, the colon. It doesn't get too far up in there. It's not the same as like a colon cleanse or anything like that, but it will help you. And one of the big things that a coffee enema does is it really helps your liver to be able to release a lot of toxins. Um, it's a super good treatment if you have been told that you have fatty liver or the start of fatty liver disease. Um, really helps your liver with that. And even a colonic massage can help you get your bowel moving. So if you're not familiar with that, you can look um, that up. Dr. Google will be more than happy. Or probably on YouTube, you could look up a video of somebody doing a colonic massage. It's super easy. You can just massage yourself. You just do it right on yourself, on your um, your abdomen area, and that can help stimulate your bowels to eliminate. Hmm. So those are some ideas. So I would just uh, try those, uh, Tash, and see if any of those things help you with the bad breath. See if you notice anything. I would definitely definitely encourage you to stay ketogenic. This is what you want to do. You're feeling good on it and you said that you're starting to feel bad since you're adding the carbs back in. Don't add the carbs back in. There are other ways to get around this and if it is because you're ketogenic, it's not going to last forever and if it does, then it is not because of the ketone body. There's something else that's happening. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, so hopefully that'll help. All right. well I think that's all we have uh, for today as far as the content was there anything else you wanted to talk about i think you've covered it today yeah i think that's it i always think that i i'm like oh okay well i think i might have enough for an hour and then here we are at an hour and something so like oh geez this is always how it goes but i do have real quick i have a i have a review i was going to share with you guys today um this one is from blixter 77 So Blixter77 leaves a five-star review and they say, love the show, love the husband and wife banter and the real world keto talk. Unfortunately, many in the keto community seem to become keto Nazis and attack people who don't follow their version of keto. Jessica um, engenders a very open and forgiving keto formula. I do hope you figure out the audio transitions. It can get very distracting when Jessica speaks and she is at a very different volume level than her guests. So I appreciate that feedback and the constructive criticism. And yes, I agree with you. It can become very distracting and I cannot tell you how frustrating that is um, and how hard we are working to eliminate that. So we're trying to figure it out. And Derek, since you are my highly paid, highly skilled (laughs) podcast, what do you even call that? Like my producer, technician. (laughs) What do you say to this, Derek? What are we going to do about this? I would say that if you could do some of these 
interviews in person. Yes, that would be very helpful. And not go via Skype or Google Hangouts, which most podcasters do. Yeah. And I think from what I've seen, a lot of people have these kind of issues. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've listened to some pretty high-end podcasts out there where they've got big money sponsors and they still have got some of these issues. So I think it's a podcast issue in general. Yeah. Um, And I know some people have had better luck than others. I was a guest on a podcast a few years ago uh, before podcasts kind of blew up. And I was in the same community as the guy. I would have been happy to go to a studio, mm-hmm. but he wanted to do it via Skype. And I listened to my interview with him where I was the guest, and I was unhappy with my own, um, you know, sound mm-hmm. quality. Yeah. And, and I did it via cell phone on Skype. Yeah. And so I, so I, to answer that question, I think it's a challenge for a lot of podcasters. Uh, and it's something that we'll continue to look at as ways we can improve. Yeah. And there are a lot of them that, that really, I, you know, I'll listen and just think, man, I mean, I'll hear, I'll hear a dozen of them and they all sound great. And then all of a sudden there'll be one that that same podcast that just had a dozen really good ones, this one was bad. And I think we're really kind of subject to whatever system we're using, like Skype, for instance, like I've had some on Skype that sound okay. And then another one or two or whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounded terrible. Or I've been interviewed on Skype and felt like it was great. And then we'll go to a, you know, and then I'll go and do another one. And I just think that sounds terrible. Like I can't believe it was that bad. So to answer, we appreciate the feedback though, because honesty is the best policy and we're always yeah. trying to get better. So we are. And I, and I wanted to bring this up, um, to let people know that we are aware when it doesn't sound good. We know that. And unfortunately I just don't know what to do about it. So we are working on it. We're trying, we do have a, we have a really nice microphone um, we have very nice uh, equipment, really, for what for what we are and what we're doing. But the problem comes in when we're using these, like you said, these these um, remote interviewing. Yes, yeah. and it's just I don't we we're not very skilled at how to. There's I'm sure there's ways, and if we sent this to a production company that then cleans them up, which a lot of um, podcasts can afford to do we just cannot (laughs) but um but if we send it out like that we might be able to get that stuff cleaned up but for right now we're on a zero budget so So if you're (laughs) you're interested in sponsoring our podcast yes (laughs) but we're doing our very best to get this information out to you guys for free so i am really sorry that you kind of have to Kind of bear with us a little bit. Maybe we that will change in the future, and we'll be able to throw some some more money at this podcast of our own or from a sponsor or something. But but we appreciate the feedback, and we appreciate you guys hanging in there and listening. And even though it's not always the best quality, and if you guys would like to leave me feedback, I would love to hear it. Even if it's constructive criticism, that's fine. Just leave the constructive criticism with a five star review. That would be. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Just like Blixter 77, I really appreciate their style. Five-star review. They told me that, that somebody, they've definitely paid attention, that you always give the positive. And, <laughs> the Oreo compliment. And the, yes. <laughs> so they did a very nice job with that. They put, they put the cream filling in the middle was uh, <laughs> something. So that was great. But yes, if you'd like to leave a feed, feedback for me um, or a review, I would love that. You can do that directly on iTunes. You have to actually do the go to the search 
um, feature on there and then look up Keto Lifestyle, my podcast will pop up. You have to click on that and then click on the one that says reviews or rating and then you can go in and um, you can give that a five star and then leave a few sentences um, about the podcast. That would be great. I would love to read yours on the podcast as well. If you want to reach out to me directly, you can do so through email is jessica at jessicatai.com. You can go to my website and learn more information, www.jessicatai.com. You can follow me on Instagram at thatketoblonde.com. Find all kinds of, uh, interesting things about my life if you think my life is interesting (laughs) instagram there's no dot com oh i'm sorry i'm just i just keep going on with the dot com so you can go to instagram to to follow all those um things about our vacation properties Um, i put things on there about my kids uh podcast episodes just things that we're doing in general um meals that i prepare fun things like that and that is at that keto blonde on Instagram. My Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash Jessica Ty Nutrition. And I think that wraps it up. All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Thank you guys for listening and have a great week. Talk to you next time. Bye. This episode of Keto Lifestyle was brought to you by Mobile Mutations. Mobile Mutations is an app development software development company based out of Cincinnati, Ohio that is able to evolve your ideas to the next level. Whether you're a small business or a large corporation looking to get app ideas or put together a new portfolio for your online presence, please visit the website at mobilemutations.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.